Welcome to episode 98 of the Civil Engineering Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping civil engineering professionals succeed in work and life. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I'm a licensed professional engineer who practiced as a civil engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book called Engineer Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knutson, try to bring you information in every episode that can help you succeed. I've also had the honor of authoring the American Society of Civil Engineers Careers and Leadership column for the past few years, which is very applicable to this episode, actually, because that's where we're headed. Here's a short preview of this episode during which we will be visiting the ASCE headquarters in Reston, Virginia, where we'll sit down with Ben Walpole, the editor of my ASCE column, Ask Anthony, and discuss some of the items you should consider when building your managerial skills as a civil engineer. I mean, and it's tough, you know, just going back to the, the article here, you know, it's so easy in whatever profession you're in to get stuck with that day-to-day, week-to-week grind. You know, how am I supposed to, I just have to get this report done, this project done. I don't have time to educate myself about finance or business or marketing, whatever it might be. But I guess you just kind of have to, right? If you want to get ahead, you have to kind of make that work. My co-host Chris and I both believe that in order to be the best civil engineer you can be, you must consistently get better. Get better at your craft, your people skills, and as a leader. And that's why we published this free podcast to help you do just that. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I will be speaking with Ben Walpole, a writer and editor for the American Society of Civil Engineers Strategic Communications team. We'll talk about strategies you can use to become an effective civil engineering manager. And you can find all of Ben's work and keep up with everything happening at ASCE at the ASCE News website, news.asce.org, and look for a new members-focused podcast, ASCE Plot Points, this fall. And finally, you can find my ASCE blog at askanthony.blog. Also, really quick, before we dive in here and head to Reston, I do just want to mention our Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop, which you can find at engineer2manager, that's engineertomanager.com. I've been getting lots of emails from listeners about the next session. The next session starts October 16th. And if you're not familiar with the program, it's a five-week online program. When I say five weeks, over the five weeks, you spend about two to three hours a week on course activities, which might be our live interactive webinars that cover effective communication, networking and building relationships, building expertise in public speaking, productivity and billability, and then high leverage leadership. So we focus on those five courses. There's assignments associated with the courses and a group coaching call at the end. If you're an individual, if you're in a corporate team, so if you want to enroll a team from your company, you can do that as well. All of the information for both options is at engineer to manager. That's engineertomanager.com. All right, it's time to head out to the ASCE headquarters. Let's do it. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. All right, now it is time for our Civil Engineering Conversation of the Week, and I am really excited to be here in Reston, Virginia, at the headquarters of the American Society of Civil Engineers. I've been a longtime member, and I've blogged for ASCE for several years on their careers and leadership blog, but I've never actually been to the headquarters. And so I'm here today. I have with me Ben Walpole. Ben is the editor of the column I write, Ask Anthony, which you can find at askanthony.blog. 
which is basically I answer civil engineers' questions about their professional development for the most part and put some other things in there as well. Ben, welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Hey, it's a great honor. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything you do for, for our website, for our members. Much well, appreciated. Thank you to Ben. I met Ben at a conference a few years ago. And again, this speaks to what we talk about quite a bit on the podcast, which is networking and getting out there, meeting people. And I went to an ASCE conference in New York City a few years back. And I just networking, I ran into Ben and we started talking a little bit. I knew he was in the content division. He was working on some of the blogs and kind of just had an exchange. Hey, maybe you want to write some articles for us. And sure enough, we started writing some articles. They were very popular articles. Absolutely. And we get so many questions at the Engineering Management Institute website from engineers. that said, Ben, why don't we just answer people's questions? I've always been wanting to do that because I can't respond to everybody. Yeah. And so sure enough, I just started answering the questions every couple of weeks. And we've been putting up a new article every couple of weeks for probably almost three years now, right, Ben? Yeah, I think that's going back to uh, the ASC convention 2015. 2015. New York, so yeah. uh, time flies, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great example. You know, you, you go to these events and you talk to everybody, you network, and, uh, you know, good things can come out of it. Things come out of it, for sure. And so the point of, part of the point in this episode is to let you know that this resource is free and available to you at askanthony.blog. But also, we're going to get into some topics. In fact, Ben pulled down some of the more popular posts, and one of them was a post entitled, Ask Anthony, What Does It Mean to Be a Manager as a Civil Engineer? And I got this question from a young civil engineer who was considering management as the next step in his career progression, but he wasn't really sure what being a manager entailed, besides, of course, the idea of leadership. And so in the article, I dug into a couple of different components that I want to walk through a little bit here. Again, just to give you some tips on what this might look like if you want to be a manager, or maybe you are a manager and you're looking to improve, or you want to share these points with your staff. because. At the end of the day, I don't want to say all civil engineering professionals, but a lot of them are gearing towards transitioning into management at some point in their career. So the first point that I mentioned in this article is finance. Okay, Understanding finance as it pertains to civil engineering projects is going to give you an advantage as a manager. If you're an engineer that's not financially savvy for whatever reason, you should try to learn some of the project finances. It doesn't mean you need to get an MBA although I'm not saying that won't be helpful, but there are courses you can take. Your company most likely has some kind of project management training, but understanding the financial side of projects will help you as a civil engineering manager. I think, quite frankly, just in life in general, it's good to have a general understanding of finance. For sure. And that's something that I found throughout my life, even at home. I have a couple of rental properties, so I'm learning all about finance, and I feel like in engineering, like anything else, Ben, you have to learn the technical stuff, obviously. It's fundamental to what we do. But the more you can branch out and learn some of these other things, which I'm sure that you've seen in your career as well, anytime you can become more well-rounded, it's going to give you a better opportunity for being successful. Yeah, and I think you know that's something I've really appreciated about your, your writing and your, your videos and podcasts and everything else. I'm not a civil engineer. Uh, I'm a trained journalist. And I'm still getting all kinds of tips and, and, and things from your writing and the way that you just kind of generally approach the career because I think in this this article that you're talking about here today is, is a great example. You're always looking at those uh, those career transition points, it seems, right? where you don't really know, right, when your your break is going to come. And so you need to be prepared yeah. for that that moment. You can't, you're not just going to wake up one day and become a manager, right? So you're always talking about those things that you can do to put yourself in position for that 
for yeah. that break. And I was I really appreciate that about about your approach. Oh, that's great. I appreciate that. So, so obviously, you know, finance being being one of those things that, that for is sure. I mean, setting yourself up for success. If you're a manager and as a civil engineer and you don't understand finance of your projects, you're probably not going to be a manager for long, quite mm -hmm. frankly, because you know if your projects aren't performing well financially, then there's going to be a big problem. But Ben, you bring up a really good point that I think we should talk about now and just take a break from this article is you know transition points. And one of the things I talk about a lot in my career, my wife is also a civil engineer. And in fact, we're having a discussion like this recently is, I feel like there's two things you could do to be successful in your career, regardless of what profession you're in. It's you can do a lot of things well consistently, like day after day, like a lot of the skills that I talk about on the podcast, and or you can do something big that creates some kind of big advancement in your career, like maybe getting your license that maybe promotes you and your company, and all of a sudden you have this responsibility where you can sign and seal drawings and for some engineers, that might mean that then they start their own business or they start a department or they get elevated in a department in their firm or whatever the case may be. And I think both of them are good. They're both good approaches. You may do both in your career. In some senses, it's easier to try to go for a big win once in a while because it's kind of like a one and done type of thing. Yeah, yeah. The challenge with the other approach is that if you don't do it consistently, you won't build up enough momentum to succeed. And so that's like sometimes with my wife is she likes to do a lot of little things. And so I'm, I'm telling her like that approach works, but it doesn't work unless you do it on a very regular basis consistently, right? So like if I want to become better at networking, I have to network on a regular basis. I have to go to an event a week at a minimum and I need to work on it. And then when I'm in my car driving, I need to practice my conversational skills, right? Yeah. yeah. Or I could go sign up for a three-week very intensive or one month very intensive networking course where I really like push myself and I may have a little bit more success. So you could try different approaches, but the point is is that a lot of engineers fall into the category of I don't have time to do something as an intensive. So I need to do something periodically, but then they don't do it enough periodically. Right. So to, it just becomes kind of an needle. isolated improvement. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's tough, you know, just going back to the, the article here, you know, it's so easy in whatever profession you're in to get stuck with that day-to-day, week-to-week grind. You know, how am I supposed to, I just have to get this report done, this project done. I don't have time to educate myself about finance or business or marketing, whatever it might be. But I guess you just kind of have to, right? If you want to get ahead, you have to kind of make that work. Yeah, you have to kind of make it a priority. I mean, some of it you're going to learn on the job because you may be thrown into the fire like a lot of civil engineers are if someone leaves your company or they just promote you because they're busy. But again, something like a networking skill, you're not really going to get thrown into the fire as much. But getting back to the article, the second point I had in here was business, which this plays along well with what we're talking about here. Business, of course, is a very general term, but in the scenario we're talking about, we think about business as it pertains to civil engineering. So the business side of civil engineering, which might include business development, proposal preparation, managing project budgets, staffing projections, client meetings, client presentations. These are all topics that you can kind of lump into business. And so my advice on this point is, is like Ben's saying, is get exposure to them, whoever you can. When I was working as a civil engineer, I remember I wanted to go to more client meetings, but it wasn't always feasible because my boss would say, listen, we don't have the budget to bring you to the meeting. Right. We can't bring four engineers to this meeting. Right. We just can't do it. So that didn't work, but what I did do was I kept making them, I kept making it known that I wanted to improve. And so I, I noticed that whenever they had an opening, they would reach out to me because they knew I voiced my desire. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like, you know, just to, to kind of put a plug in for ASCE, but uh, yeah. genuinely, you know, volunteer organizations obviously are a great, a great outlet for that kind of experience, right? To kind of jump in and test your, your skills and, and learn those skills when you're not necessarily on the clock at work. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, Ben. So if you want to become a better speaker, and which is going to help you to be a better civil engineering manager, volunteer for your local ASC chapter, get on the board of your chapter, yeah. and get up in front of the podium once a month at the at the week the monthly meetings and introduce the speaker and give the announcements for the chapter. That goes back to what I was talking about, consistency. You're forcing yourself by being a member of your ASCE chapter or any other professional association chapter, you're forcing yourself to do something consistently. You're providing some kind of accountability for yourself to make progress. And you need to make progress if you want to become a manager and a successful manager. And so I think Ben's point is important in that it brings accountability to the table. And that's another thing that I've noticed in my career doing coaching and training for engineers that works. You know, some of the programs we want run like our engineering management accelerator, they have to present the pro uh, presentation back to their firm. So they have to show up for our training because they know they're going back to present. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, it's scary. You know, I've, I've been in a lot of positions like that, and it, it's not something you're comfortable doing. That's kind of the point, right? If you were comfortable exactly. at it, you wouldn't have to work at it. So it's not necessarily easy, but um, you know, those are the moments when you grow and yeah, and, and you develop. If you're uncomfortable, it usually means you're growing. Right. Right. If you're comfortable your whole career, then you're probably not pushing yourself enough. And that's a good point. A good part to talk about the next point, which is marketing which is another kind of general term, but you know, think about marketing in terms of getting your company out there, the image of the company that you're projecting. This is also something that we're not necessarily comfortable doing as civil engineers, doing marketing. You know, it's Maybe you might say it's not your job, but at the end of the day, the best managers that I know are doing all of these things. They're learning the finance, they're doing the business type of things like proposals and presentations. They're doing marketing of the firm. They're out there at meetings. They've got the pin on or whatever it is, the shirt, the pin, they're out there. And those again are things that will be very uncomfortable in the beginning, but over time, you'll just, it'll become almost like normal. Absolutely. And, and I mean, in today's day and age, you know, social media, I think to some extent, we're all marketers. Yeah. We all have to kind of think, even if you are only the most casual of social media engagers, you know, you have to kind of think in terms of audience and what is this looking like from an outside perspective and, and how do I make this point clear? And I mean, those are just important skills in any possible situation you're going to be in in life. So, Absolutely. And I think that Ben hit it on the head and we're all marketers today. So when I left actual practice civil engineering back in 2009, I often remember people saying when we're doing a proposal or a conference, like, that's not my job, that's marketing's job. Yeah, yeah. Look, that isn't really a good excuse today because everybody is representing the company with all these online tools. Anything you post on LinkedIn in some ways is a reflection on your company, which you also have to be careful about. Yeah, scary but true. Yeah. So the next point in this article was reading books. Um, this is something that I'm very passionate about. At any given time, I'm reading three books, and I think I mentioned this on one of our last episodes, I'm usually listening to one book when I drive or in the car, I'm reading um, a nonfiction book in the day, just trying to sharpen my skills, and I'm reading a fiction book in the evening to try to unwind. Reading is such an important thing, especially as a manager, because if there is a skill that you want and you don't have time for training, get an audio book. Listen to it in the car. I mean, I know you listen to podcasts and things of that nature, right, Ben? Constantly, constantly. It's an easy way to use that open time that you have, which isn't a lot 
for someone who's a busy professional like you to improve. And I think successful managers, especially that I've met in the civil engineering world, they're constantly developing themselves. They're constantly identifying the skill sets where they need to get better and they're getting better. One of the things that I'll mention here in the article, I did mention a couple of specific books that I've found to be extremely helpful. One called The 80-20 Principle, The Secret to Achieving More with Less by Richard Koch. This book will really help you to focus on the important items as a civil engineering manager. One of the things that's important as a manager to understand is you start to build up what I like to call as leverage in management, meaning now you have people working for you, so if you use your time effectively and you delegate effectively, you can get a lot more done than if it's just you working on something. And so if you want to maximize that, you need to learn how to focus on the right things. And that's what the 80-20 principle can help you do. So I won't go into the 80-20 principle in detail in this episode. That requires multiple episodes. I think I've already done that. And it's <laughs> on our website somewhere. But that is something that you should definitely, I highly recommend. Ben, you have any books that come to mind for you that you've liked or, you know, that you might recommend or? And this is my favorite question that you ask of guests on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I should have been more prepared. I'll kind of take it in a different direction if I could. Yeah. As the probably the first English major you've had yeah, on the right. podcast. I'm, I'm a huge, huge proponent of, of reading fiction and okay. developing that empathy skill. You know, I think so much of what we do nowadays, especially, you know, is, is kind of in our own head. You know, we're, we're focused on what we're trying to get accomplished each day, as we should be. It's, it's a good thing to do. Right. You know, fiction kind of gets you out of your own, your own head, yeah, your own existence. Kind of, you, you just kind of inherently are forced to empathize with another character's story or experience and uh, I mean I think it's great you know you talk about using that to kind of just decompress or unwind at the end of the day exactly um, I think that's that's a huge thing I, I, I really do I, I think it, it, it can really help you in your professional life as well because it's, it's kind of developing that that empathy gene or, or whatever you want to call it yeah I mean exactly I mean listen for someone like me and I'm sure it, it many of our listeners have the same challenge you work on really big civil projects you have a lot of stuff going on in your head and when it's time and I actually read a book about how to sleep better by a guy named Sean Stevenson, and one of the things he said was the, the fiction at night, because again, hmm. at night, if you want to get a good sleep, you need to wind down. Mm -hmm. You don't want your, your mind kind of racing right before you, you go to bed. And so that has been tremendously helpful that I took out of that book. So that's another book we can add to the list. But real quick, I can give you two books, fiction, that have been dynamite that you might enjoy. One of them is called Beneath the Marble Sky, which is a very... It's become a very popular book, which is about the Taj Mahal. Okay. It was about, I can't think of the name right now, the ruler, but him, his family, uh, they were behind the building of it. And so they take you behind the scenes of why they built it, oh, you cool. know, and the whole struggle of the family. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, the guy, it's done very well, the book. And so that's one that I think as a civil engineers would also like, because they do get in a little bit to the construction of it, which is interesting. And believe it or not, I'm reading another book right now, just coincidentally named Beneath the Scarlet Sky. Not related. Which is not related at all. <laughs> Someone gave it to me, but the reason I bought this book was because when I looked at it on Amazon, it has 20,000 reviews. Wow. Now, when you see a book with over 1,000 reviews, it's usually got some traction. It's connecting, yeah. 20,000 reviews is, I think it's the most purchased book on Amazon.com. Wow. And it's about, it's a story about during World War II when the Germans invaded Italy, there were a lot of Jews living in Italy. The Germans were trying to root out, and it's the story of a, a young Italian boy, it's a true story, who led a lot of them to safety. And so it's a, it's a pretty riveting story, actually. The author found the man who was still alive 
years later and interviewed him to write the book. Oh my goodness. And it took him wow. about 10 years to write it. Yeah. And he actually went all up through the Alps to see the escape routes and all this stuff. So it, it's a good read. I just wanted to throw out a couple of fiction books because it's made all the difference for me in terms of productivity because also if you can wind down better at night, get a better rest the next morning, I'm ready to go. Right. Ready to do whatever I have to do in terms of content and you can apply the same in your career. In terms of productivity for yourself, is there any types of routines that you practice on a regular basis that help you? Yeah, a few things. It's an ongoing process sure. to, get, to get as efficient as possible. But you know, I think it's great to, to understand what time of day you work best at. For me, morning, for sure. Yep. So the more creative or more demanding tasks I try to line up in my, my morning hours because I know I'm going to be most attack them in the morning attack them first. Um, having just kind of a it's not a, a new idea but just kind of setting work aside in the evening with a to-do list for the next day yep. so that when you come in you don't have to kind of uh, reconstruct what needs to get accomplished it's already been you're ready out to for go you. yeah yeah it's funny Ben that you said that one because right now we're doing a little bit of review of all of our hot seat segments during our episodes where we've asked civil engineering executives high-level professionals, what routines they practice. And I have to tell you that a recurring theme is someone says that, you know, I work off a good list that I make usually at the end of the day, right. and I come in the next day and I kind of hit the floor running. I mean, I think that I'm guessing here, but from my what I remember, that's one of the most popular, the ones that was a pattern that came up. And one of the things we're going to do in an upcoming episode for episode number 100 is we're going to string together some of those answers string together a bunch of the routines of different high-level civil engineers so you can get a feel for many of them because I know productivity is important. But I'm glad that Ben touched on that one because it seems to be a winning strategy that I use myself. At the end of the day, I set a list for my week and then each day I update it so that when I come in in the morning, I hit those high impact, I call them the 80-20 type of tasks that are going to drive a lot of results and then I get into the other stuff. I so. mean, listen, I, I have... There are items that are on that list Monday, Tuesday, and they're still there on Wednesday. Yeah. You know what happens, but just to have it there. Yeah, keep it in front of you. you know, I, think, I think you used this in an article you wrote for us a couple of months ago. Um, intentional is such a good word. And mm. I, I think that kind of applies to the way that you seem to approach big picture career. You know, Don't just let the day happen to you. Don't let your career unfold. Take control. Be intentional about it. And I think that's a, Absolutely. It's a great, great way to approach things. Yeah, it's being proactive instead of being reactive, right? right? Exactly. And it's actually a tricky thing to do, especially for civil engineering professionals, because oftentimes as a civil engineer, you need to be reactive in your job, right? right. To things that happen, like someone right. calls and a material didn't get delivered on time or, you know, shop drawings are behind schedule or the concrete didn't show up to the site or whatever the case may be. And you have to react. That's your job. You have to service your client, service your project and react. So you get into this habit of being a reactive person, a reactive professional. And unfortunately, in terms of your professional development, and we're talking right now about how to become a really successful civil engineering manager, it's not just by being reactive. I think it's important to be reactive and responsive, but you also need to identify some of your skill set gaps or your weaknesses, and you need to address them. And so if you're always reactive and you're never proactive, then you can have a problem. And that's one of my favorite sayings that I try to say oftentimes on the podcast, which is, if you keep saying that you're too busy to fill up your car with gas, eventually you're going to run out, right? So if you're too busy to develop some of these management skills, then you're not going to be a good manager. Yep. It's just the bottom line. Like You yep. can't keep saying, I'm too busy with my projects to become a better manager because that's going to ultimately affect your projects. So 
take the time to build some of these managerial skills. I'm going to link to the article in the show notes of this episode, which will be episode number 98 for the Civil Engineering Podcast by going to civilengineeringpodcast.com. And if you want to check out the articles that I've written for ASCE on the ASCE Careers and Leadership blog, simply go to askanthony.blog. That's the URL that you can type in that will direct you to those articles to that site. And there are many there. I think we've got at least 40 or so there over the past three years, if not a few more. And I hope you enjoy them. And also, of course, send me questions that I can use to write more articles. I mean, I can't respond to everyone's questions by emails because we get five a day probably. So I'm looking at, you know, 35 to 40 questions a week. But what I can do is find the patterns. And we have someone on our team that does this for me, Angelique. She's great. She puts them all in a spreadsheet and we look for patterns. And if some question gets asked 10 times, I'm going to write an article about it and I'm going to put it out there because then it's easier for you to access it and for the other engineers to access it. And of course, you can always email me at afasano at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Ben, any parting thoughts as we close up here? You know, uh, just gratitude for all the work uh, that, that you put in you know, every day for ASE, for our members, and, and for all of the civil engineers out there. I know it's a, a huge resource for everyone to get your insights and advice. So much appreciated. Great. And thank you to the listener for being so supportive of the podcast as we near 100 episodes. And since I am here at the ASCE headquarters in Reston, I'll certainly take a few photos um, because I'm sure there's many listeners that are members that haven't actually been to the headquarters. There's a beautiful lobby. I'll be sure to get some photos and we'll post them in the show notes. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. I hope you enjoy that episode as much as I did, especially if you're an ASCE member. I've been a member for over 20 years and I've been to a lot of conferences. As you know, I had the opportunity to write the Ask Anthony column, but I've never actually visited the headquarters. So thanks to Ben, thanks for ASC for having me and just making it really easy to come in there, set up and record and bring it to you. Much appreciated. I look forward to continuing to work with them. Remember, you can find the 40 or 50 articles I've written so far on that column at askanthony.blog. It'll direct you to the ASC website where all of those articles are housed. And if you ever have questions as a civil engineering professional that I can answer, just email me afasano at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. And remember, you can find all of the show notes for this episode at civilengineeringpodcast.com. Look for episode number 98. You'll find a summary there of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. And as I said earlier in the episode, the next session of our Engineering Management Accelerator program, our five-week online workshop can be found at engineer2manager.com starting October 16th is the next session. It's going to be helping you to build the management skills that you'll need to be successful as a civil engineering professional. And I promise you, it'll be the best investment you've ever made in your career. So please consider visiting engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. Join us for the next session. I know you'll love it. And if you don't, we have a 100% money back guarantee. So there's no reason for you not to try it out and improve those skills. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. 
Thank you for listening to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Be sure to visit civilengineeringpodcast.com where you can listen to past episodes and also submit your project to be featured on the show. We also invite you to visit our main website at engineeringcareercoach.com and download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also help to develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.